0: Welcome to another episode. My name is Jose Naharo, and today we are going to take a look at BMY's earnings, also known as Bristol Myers, quarter two, 2019. Like always, I have my buddies Bull Solo and Darth Bear ready to keep track to see how the company is doing. So let's get started. <music> So all the information that I collected, I went through either BMY's investor's website, their 10Q report, their 10K report, and I also used Seeking Alpha to get the information on transcript of earnings call and some other information that I found through there. Year to date, BMY, when I collected this, is negative down 2%, and over the past 52 weeks, is down actually 16%. So we got to see what's going on and see if it's worth investing right now so right right off the bat the first thing we're going to take a look at is revenue so revenue for this or um quarter two was reported on july 25th 2019 so quarter three should be coming up in the next few months um actually should be coming this month so in the next few weeks so it's good to get a refresh of how the company did so quarter two non-gap earnings per share of a dollar and 18 cents beat by 12 cents so we have that beat surprise and revenue of 6.27 billion dollars also beat by 170 million dollars revenue was actually up 10 percent year to year those are actually really good numbers and for that reason first point is gonna go to bull solo bull solo's here taking the lead one thing to know if we do take a look at gap earnings per share it was a miss by 12 cents and that's something that we're going to talk about in in the later episode of why that miss happened all right so the next thing we're going to talk about is comparable sales so we're going to take a look at this quarter too compared to quarter to 2018 so u.s revenue increased 14 percent to 3.7 million in the quarter compared to the same period a year ago international revenues also increased by five percent global revenues for the second quarter of 2019 compared to this quarter of 2018 were driven by these So these are all the medicines they sell. I'm not gonna act like I'm an expert in this, so I can't pronounce most of these, but we can see um, that Eli grew by 392 million, a 24% increase. Devo grew by 196 million, 12% increase. Orencia grew by 9%, Spriso grew by 2%, and Yervoy grew by 17%. So that's pretty good. I mean, I don't need to know how to know, I don't need to learn how to pronounce these if i know they're growing at quarter to quarter and if they're collecting more money and that's what they're doing so here right we can see total revenue this quarter was 6.273 billion dollars compared to last year 5.7 billion dollars if we take a look at non-gap diluted earnings per share this quarter was a dollar and 18 like we mentioned and last quarter last time last year same quarter was a dollar and one so we can see there is a huge increase in both total revenues and earnings per share um, so we're going to end up giving a point to bull solo but we're still going to continue discussing why well, why the comparable sales increased so here if we take a look at these at these graphs in the left i have it would be on my left on my left i think that's your right so on one side i have the three months um uh, three months of june 30th 2019 for the past three months or the past six months we're just going to take a look at the past three months so that just only includes quarter two of 2019 compared to 2018 so we can see all these medicines have increased but you know what i think i i I enjoy the most is we can see the first two medicines which is opdivo and eliquis eliquis whatever they both those two medicines make up about 3.8 billion dollars of that 6.2 billion dollars so that's about that's over half that's about 52 53 percent of the total revenue is made by those two um, by those two medicines one thing to note is those two which are such a huge portion have increased in the past two in the past three months um, compared to same time last year so right we have Vivo which is um, increased 12 percent and we have Eli which increased 24 percent so that's pretty good to see um to see the big the big boys increasing constantly right usually the big boys are the ones that remain flat line but here we can see the big boys are coming in strong and they're getting stronger and we can see all the other ones that make up still more a small percentage of the total revenue we can see they make up a little less than 10 percent or roughly around 10 percent um, they're still increasing we see a huge increase throughout the whole they're all their brands then we're gonna see that there's two brands that are actually um going down and barriclute is one it's down 18 percent, but 18 down is not a huge deal because right this company that that Barraclude same time last year was only 179 million dollars so what's that like two three percent of total revenue and it was down 18 percent, so it's still pretty much in the high singles it's about 147 so yeah about one um what is that? I, it's definitely the single digits of percentage, so it's definitely not a scary thing. Overall, like we've mentioned, revenue has grown 10%. So comparable sales are looking good for the company. All right. So next, I just want to talk about the the main brands that that were affected throughout this past quarter. So I'm going to talk about the two losers, Barraclude and other brands, and I'm also going to talk about Optivo and Eliquis, which are both the biggest hitters, the biggest gainers for this company. So let's start with Barraclude, one of the ones that's down 18%. And the main reason Barraclude is down is because there is an increase of generic competition. So obviously, if there's an increase in generic competition, more people are going to go to those opposed to the Barraclude brand. Other brands, which was also down, um, is down for the same reason. They lost exclusivity in major markets, so there has been more competition in over-the-counter brands and royalty revenue. So next we can see Eli, which is one of the biggest brands. It revenue increased due to market share gains within the oral market. So that's again pretty good. We can see Eli is increasing market share gains. That's one thing you definitely want to see with one of the big products. Unfortunately, Optiva, which is one of the biggest, I think it was it was the second biggest revenue collected, making up about, I'm gonna say close to 30, a little less. A little less than 30 percent of total revenue um, one thing to know is sequential reduction of revenue in recent quarter is due to lower demand in the previously treated advanced lung cancer market and they expect this trend to continue so if we take a look at uh, at opdivo we're going to see that in quarter two compared to quarter one it did drop down a bit and this trend is going to continue to go down so we can see hopefully they this is a big hitter so if the reduction continues that's obviously going to affect that's going to affect revenue in the long run so it's something to keep an eye out for quarter three all right so some things to note so gross margins as a percentage of revenue decreased from 71.5 percent to 68.2 percent that's actually pretty good gross revenues for a company um we're going to take a look in the next episode how the overall um, margins of the company is doing but that's act, imagine 68 percent is gross margins and the main reason that there was a decrease from this margins compared to the same time last year was due to a product mix and 109 million empowerment charge in connection with the expected sale of manufacturing and packaging operations in Italy so right they're telling you here the main reason one of the major reasons for this decrease in in gross margins was they had this huge charge of 109 millions and they're also due to a product mix one thing to note another thing to note is research and development expenses decreased 45 percent compared to the same time last year to 1.3 billion um due to last time in same time last year they actually was an extra 1.1 billion charge from collaborations with nectar so uh you can see right and if you look at just the 10q report you're going to be like wow this company is doing 45 percent less develop um, research and development but that's not the case it's just same time last year had they had an extra charge from collaborations with nectar Um, but if you guys want to do in the next episode we are going to need to keep an eye on research and developments to see how things are going a 409 million um, dollars of related acquisitions and integration expense was included in the earnings per share. So so far they spent four hundred and nine million dollars on this expense, and that's why we see that in in that earnings per share, why it missed 12, 12 by twelve cents. We can see four hundred and nine million dollars, an extra expense that they did not account for previously. So that I mean that makes sense. They're trying to do some acquisitions. So there are two things that. There's two acquisitions that, uh, or three acquisition matters that BMY is trying to do at the moment. First, they're trying to close the Celgene transaction where they're acquiring the acquisition of Celgene. The second is they want to divest this Otisella brand that they have, and when they divest, right, they're just trying to sell off or get away from it. So these are the two things that's going on with BMY. Some other things to note is on um, if you take a look at note six in the 10Q report, they are talking about restructuring. In October 2016, the company announced a restructuring plan to evolve and streamline its operating model. The majority of the charges are expected to incur from now to 2020. Well, from 2016 to 2020, and they believe that range costs would be about 1.5 billion dollars to 2.0 billion dollars. And the main reason it's going to be so expensive is when restructuring happens, right? They're starting to lay off people. They're trying to to change equipment and all this, right? They have to do all these contract termination costs. Um, They also have to change equipment acceleration depreciations. They have to just change everything outright. At the moment, the charges of approximately $1.3 billion have been recognized for this action since the announcement. So they say this is gonna go from 2016 through 2020, so they still have about a year. And that's, I mean, they're around their target right now of about $1.3 billion. Employee workforce reductions were approximately 100 and 300 for the six months ended June 13, 2019 and 2018. So we can see in 2018, they were actually laying off a lot more people. They laid off 300 between June 30th 2018 and six months prior to that and this this starting this june they laid off about 100 people in the past six months so for those previous tasks that we were talking about there were no points given to that to bull solo or Tharfair, just because those are things you guys should know Um, it's just information for the overall investor to know next we're going to take a look at shareholder return this company does have a shareholder return they pay a dividends i think last year they paid about a dollar and 64 cents in dividends and at the moment they do not have a buyback program but because they do have a nice healthy dividend which i think was three percent yield with its current price um that's definitely definitely better when i saw the average was about 0.84 percent so for that reason bull solo gets another point and that's definitely three points for bull solo at the moment so the next thing we're going to take a look at is the company's debt in this past quarter this company took out about 1.2 billion dollars resulting from the issuance of new notes in connections with the pending acquisitions of Celjing. so right this company took out uh approximately 1.82 1.85 billion dollars I, uh, I forget the actual number to for this acquisition of Saudi, and this is how they distribute it, right? So this is this is pretty good to note. They have a floating rate due twenty twenty of seven hundred and fifty million dollars. In twenty twenty two, they have uh five hundred million dollars against floating rate. But look at the percentage of the other ones outside of the floating rates. They have a two point five percent notes due on twenty twenty one of one billion dollars. Then twenty twenty two, they have two point six percent of one point five billion dollars and you can see this money is pretty cheap they're borrowing money for for on the low um so these notes are definitely most like are definitely going to get paid back uh i, I wouldn't see why not there's such low priced uh, interest rates Right, rate 2.5 percent the highest is 4.2 percent but that's almost that's a 30 year note at 4.25 percent that's amazing i mean it's pretty much the mortgage of a house the current mortgage is what like point. 2% so that's those are, are definitely good numbers but one thing to know is the reason they are taking out this a huge amount of money is for the pending acquisitions of Celgene so next we're gonna take a look at cash and cash equivalents um, this company has about thirty point four billion dollars of cash and cash equivalents available one thing to know is you're gonna if, if someone wants to read that it's like oh wow this company has a huge amount out of that 30.4 billion dollars 18.8 billion consul, um is based on the issuance of new notes so in reality they have a lot less than 30.4 billion dollars after we take a long short debt obligations long-term debt this company is actually positive net cash position of 5.5.4 billion dollars. so that's that's actually pretty good news the 5.4 billion dollars is good after long-term debt and short-term debt and this is only in cash equivalents and market securable. this is not counting anything else from the company's assets so for that reason i'm gonna have to give another point to bull solo right this company has plenty of net cash positions um to be able to pay off its short-term debt and long-term debt and this is just looking at liquidized um liquidized money their debt is not that heavy it's based on notes that they borrowed with such low interest rates so you guys can understand why i would give a point to the um, bull solo next we're going to take a look at an outlook based on analysts so the first thing we're going to take a look at is earnings per share so for this past year of 2018 this company reported about three dollars and one cents of earnings per share in 2019 they're going to uh, estimated to report about four dollars and 29 cents and in 2020 they're expected to do six dollars and 13 cents so this is actually pretty good news. We can see the company is growing and it's growing at a good pace. Uh, one thing to note though, I, I am pretty pretty shocked that this company has a forward PE ratio of $8, uh, of, of 8.08. And I think for a pharmaceutical company, that's pretty low. Um, so that's definitely a good thing, but that to me tells me that investors are scared about something. And the only thing I can think about that this company is scared of is one, well actually there's many things. The first thing is right, medicine in general if another company can come up with the medicine better then that's a big trouble for for the company the second is companies like in the pharmaceutical usually have a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of legal legal matters going on and that could be something that they're scared of i know that i was pretty much half or their 10 q report was filled with with legal matters so that's that's something that i can see can throw off a lot of investors but based on what we saw 8.08 forward pe ratio for 2020 is definitely not a bad thing at the moment i i find, i easily would love to to pay that um i think even anywhere between of even a 10 pe ratio right cnp ratio will give this a 61 price but at the moment we still have to take a look at the company's um financial documents in the next episode before we can actually take a look at that the well, next revenue, revenue this quarter was, um, last year was 22.56. For 2018, they're expected $24.21 billion. And for 2020, no way they're expecting $42 billion of revenue. I mean, that's a huge jump. And I wonder if it's probably just going to be a one-time thing. And that's why the forward PE ratio for next year is so low. But they know after that, the trend might continue. And it might go back down to like 11. In, uh, a 4 p e ratio of 11. so that's one thing to know unfortunately i can't see past this data but because we see revenue increasing year after year we see earnings per share increasing year after year we're gonna have to owe a, give a point to bull solo so bull solo is definitely killing it with bmy i wonder if darth bear blah, blah, blah. yep darth bear is gonna come here strong and it's not gonna leave empty-handed So one thing to note is Bristol Myers recently just said that they're going to decrease their 2019 gap earnings per share. Uh, The previous guidance was $3.84 to $3.94. They reduced this guidance by about $0.11. So for that guidance reduction, we're going to have to give a point to Darth Bear. So one thing to note is though, even though they reduced, they decreased their gap earnings per share, they're not reducing... They're, they're actually increasing their non gaap earnings per share. So, what does this mean? This means one thing, that this this next quarter they have accured extra amount of charges that is gonna be most likely a one-time charge, and that's why they're not it doesn't affect the non gaap earnings per share, but it is affecting the gap earnings per share. And the second thing is it actually increased because they probably collected more revenue. But the reason I'm giving it a, a, a negative point is every quarter you can't expect a different single single charge, right? If every quarter you're expecting you're doing a charge at the end of the day, that random charge has become consecutively happening every year, right? This quarter again they missed gap earnings per share because they had that expense, and that's something, right? I I don't that's just a repeat happening over and over, and it just it's just a leeway for them to to make it seem like things are going better but these if it's one-time expenses are happening so constantly then it's not a one-time thing and for that reason i had to give a point to darth bear and also darth bear can't leave here empty handed he'll be pretty upset um so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i definitely learned a lot about this bmy company usually i don't follow pharmaceutical company but this is actually a company i've been following for some time in the trading not in the investing and I wanted to see what the company was about, and that's why I decided to take a look at it. But I think based on what I learned, I'm going to stay stay into my technology, uh, my inventory, retail store, things I understand because I hate not being able to pronounce these medicines names. Um, so next, I think I'm going to take a look at HPQ um, and some more. Earning Seasons is coming, right? So earning Seasons is is is, is starting right now and i'm ready to rock and roll so i hope you guys enjoyed the episode if you did make sure to post on the comments give me a thumbs up share it with your other investor friends and if you have anything you want to discuss feel free to post it in the comments i'll gladly talk to you guys and hey you guys can teach me something and hopefully i can teach you guys something i'm here to continue learning and i hope you guys are learning with me so take care guys have a good night and see you next time